right? We're talking arguably the most exciting week in all of football where there isn't a single game played. Free agency starts technically on Wednesday, but it actually starts tomorrow because if you only pay attention on Wednesday, you're going to miss a ton of news. And in fact, we've already had a bunch of different news this week. Um, Deron Payne just got paid. Breaking news. Yeah, that's a okay. great, great news for Washington. Highest paid DT not named Aaron Donald. I, they need him on that defense. I like it. Yeah, I do too. And honestly, I was looking at Washington's roster before this podcast. And I, if they get Lamar Jackson, they could actually be a better team potentially than the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm not joking. They probably have the best defensive line in the league. You have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young healthy, and Montez Sweat. Their defense and roster overall is looking really good, and they could be potentially a scary team coming up this next year. Well, let's not bury the lead on Lamar. Nothing's happened as of yet, aside from the Ravens applying the non-exclusive franchise tag, which is different from the regular franchise tag that we hear about, like the one that Saquon got. Uh, This one means that Lamar is free to talk with any other team. The team can make an offer. The Ravens can either accept the two first-round picks for Lamar, or they can try and match the contract with Lamar. There's so much speculation going on with this. Uh, Could be league-wide collusion because Lamar wants the fully guaranteed contract. He doesn't have an agent. Uh, The issues with the fully guaranteed contract, obviously uh, the team is on the hook for a very large sum of money if he gets injured, so they could get no return on that investment. And they don't have to put the whole contract in escrow, but I believe, I thought I saw a number, they have to put about $180 million in escrow if it's a $250 million guaranteed contract. So where does that leave us? I don't really know. So we'll talk about what the Panthers did uh, in a few minutes. The Falcons have already said that they're out. I think that leaves two. If we're not, if it's not the Ravens, and I don't think it's the Jets, obviously, I think there's two teams that are that stand a real shot at getting him if he indeed gets traded. It's the Lions and the aforementioned Commanders. I don't, I don't really see any other two teams unless the Lions or not the Lions, the Falcons are pulling our legs and just outright lying that they are pursuing him. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think the way everything's playing out, he probably goes back to Baltimore just because giving up two first-round picks, taking on that contract, it would have to be a situation that you're in just like the Los Angeles Rams a couple of years ago where you have the roster and, you know, you just got to F them draft picks and – get a Super Bowl out of a one- or two-year window. So um, I think the situation is definitely hard to obtain Lamar, which is why a lot of teams are already announcing that they're out. I think they want to show Lamar that there's never going to be another contract like Deshaun Watson's ever. I think Cleveland was just desperate to make that move because if you remember going back on that Deshaun situation, I mean – he already Deshaun already announced he didn't want to play for the Cleveland Browns. I think it was down to the Saints or Falcons at the end there. Right. And then the Browns just gave up, just said, hey, here's all this money. And Deshaun just went to Cleveland because he couldn't, couldn't sway away from that money. So I think we'll never see a contract like that. And I think because Lamar thinks he could get that, um, no teams are going to bite for that, especially giving up two first-round picks. Right, and it's so strange because I I tried thinking of another scenario of which this has happened where we have a guy who's been in the playoffs, he's won playoff games, he has an MVP, he's going into his – I mean, he's still in the first – or starting the second half of the first decade that he's been in. And we just – we've never seen anything like this before – I 
I don't want to put it all on Lamar not having an agent. I do think that plays into it, but I think I think it's just a confluence of factors that is affecting this and turning it into a just, just a weird situation. We're, we're going to get through all of this, and it's going to be the freaking Colts that ends up with them, though. I have a, I have a sneaky feeling that that's what's going to happen. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. I, I do think the more that this gets dragged out, the more likely that he'll be on the Ravens. Um, whether or not he actually plays for them is a whole other question. But I, I, I think I'm with you. I don't see any team trading for him right now. Based purely because we don't know what like, – like, yeah, we, we think he wants the fully guaranteed contract, but he's never come out and actually said that that's what he wants and that's what's holding everything up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of at a loss. Like, could you imagine if this was, you know, Burrow or Herbert or Lawrence in this situation? I don't think that it would, I don't think it would have played out like this. I think they would have all been paid by their third or fourth year and, um, the situation would have been resolved already. Yeah. And I think a lot, a huge part of that is, players representing themselves as their own agent because I know when Bobby Wagner got cut by the Seahawks that situation was all muddy because when he's representing himself the Seahawks can't really uh, hold back yeah they can't they can't say some information to a player representing themselves so you definitely get into like some sticky ground when you're in that situation and I think that's a big problem is there might be something there that I don't understand that teams are like he's representing himself so I, you know, the situation's all muddied and it's just not good to negotiate with players representing themselves. I'm not sure about this, why the situation's here, but um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And I'm sure he'll end up going to some team that was never in the picture discussed because that's just how it works. Right. I'm trying to think, like, because I, after we got done recording last week, I was thinking about the Lions being a dark horse but uh since then i've heard the lions mentioned on multiple podcasts now so i i won't be shocked if it's the lions because the lions they've got the two first round picks this year they could either trade the 18th pick and the one next year for lamar get those two first round picks or i mean shoot i feel like trading away the what do they have i think they have the sixth overall pick the rams pick and then here I don't think like uh, yeah the the contract would definitely hurt in the long run, but I think that team is young and good enough to where if you plug Lamar in there, I you can make an argument that they're the best team in the NFC. Yeah, you definitely could. I think they definitely need some more power on that defense to be put up uh, in regards to the best team in the NFC. But we'll have to see what they do this off season and the draft and. Um, it'll be interesting to see because if Lamar goes to that team, they're by far probably the best offense in the NFL. They have, oh yeah, I mean, Jameson Williams is coming back. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's emerged himself as one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. You got one of the best offensive lines in the league. They're they'd really be a tight end away from being one of the best offenses we've ever seen in a long time. Agreed. Well, I was hoping this Lamar situation plays out sooner rather than later because much like this, um, I'm sick and tired of hearing about Rogers to the Jets and it not happening yet. Uh, I, I don't have anything against Rogers. It's well documented. that I still think he's a top 10 quarterback, but I'm so sick of this storyline every year. Like let's get him traded or let's have him announce that he's staying on the Packers. I, I just, I'm done. I am so done hearing about it. Yeah. And I think it, your brother keeps bringing up all these things that Packers fans are saying that they're going to get two to three first round picks for Rogers. Okay. But, yeah. So let's talk about that. What do yeah. you, so we think that the Jets deal is pretty much done. I think at most they're getting a second round pick for him. There's, I don't think there's any way they get a first. Yeah. There's no way. Cause I mean, the Packers have come out saying that I guess it's up to Rogers, whether or not he wants to be on the roster next year, but they, it sounds like they want to get – they don't want him on the roster. It's they, They're committed to Jordan Love being the quarterback going forward, and 
it's just evident that they're just trying to sell him away at this point. Well, the and- CEO, the, the the quote that the CEO had last week was, uh, so someone asked him if it's possible that Rogers stays on the roster, and he said, "If we don't get what we want, then yeah, I suppose that's a thing." Like, well, why would you? Why would you <laughs> say that when you're trying to get rid of him? Like, so you're basically saying, like, yeah, if we can't get what we want, then I suppose he'll stay on the roster. <laughs> like, they have they have no leverage in this whatsoever. Yeah, and. Going back to like former quarterback trades, like when the Russ deal happened, when the Matt Stafford deal happened, when all these trades happen, they get a brand new contract right after they the trade happens. And you know, you have Rodgers at 38, it's just going to be a one or two year type of deal, and then he'll probably retire. So you don't have much leverage in the situation. So I think they, it's probably just going to be a second-round pick, like you said. I, I don't see it being any better than that. I mean, we just saw Jalen Ramsey get sold for a third-round pick. So oh my it, I don't think it will be as much as people expect from these previous quarterback trades. Yeah, so I look, we, we've heard nonstop this past week that it's pretty much all done. We we talked about the Jets last week in the AFC recap and then preview for this coming year that we already expect them to be on the Jets, so we don't need to redilate that. But let's talk about the Ramsey deal that just happened not too long ago. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Rams actually got fleeced. They got a third-round pick and Hunter Long, a tight end, whose highlight reel, I believe, is about 30 seconds long. Um I get that they need picks, and even though I personally don't think Jalen Ramsey is that good anymore, for the Dolphins, when you're trying to go all in, I don't, I don't, I, I don't hate the move. Um, they they still have Xavier Howard, and I believe they still have Byron Jones. So you throw Jalen Ramsey into that mix; it's a solid, it's a solid backfield. Yeah, I I like the trade. I think it's good for both sides. I mean. When you're in the Rams situation, you're kind of bound to get fleeced there because, you know, you're in a rebuild. Uh, you're trying to get rid of Jalen Ramsey on his last year of his contract to free up some space and maybe get a pick. And I guess their best offer was a third rounder. So, you know, you have to make that move. I know it's you don't like that for Ramsey, but it's just something you got to do when you're in a rebuild. And for the Dolphins, I think it's a great move because you get a year of Ramsey. I guess it's going to be two years. Um yeah. But yeah, you know, you you're on the last year of Tua's rookie contract. I mean, they I'm I haven't looked too into it. They probably picked up his fifth year option. They do. This yeah. But yeah, you have those a couple of years with Tua um coming down to the wire before he has to get paid top dollar quarterback money. I think it's a good move and the way that defense played last year they're really just a, a, co- a couple cornerbacks. I mean, Xavier Howard didn't have the year they really wanted. Um, I remember – I forget their rookie's name, but he had a great year. Um, that secondary is looking really good, and I'm really excited for that defense in Miami. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, aside from Jalen Ramsey, there isn't anything too crazy about Miami going on right now. They also don't have their first-round pick. I, I think the next priority for them is probably to get some kind of uh, insurance for Tua because I don't expect him to play a full season next year. Uh, maybe they try to get Jimmy G on the cheap, reunite him with Mike McDaniels um, or like a Gardner Minshew, but clearly Teddy didn't have it and doesn't have it anymore. And Skylar Thompson, uh, God bless him. He almost won a playoff game, but that was more of Josh Allen just trying to do way too much. Um yeah, they, I don't know. Do you have anything about the Dolphins? Yeah, I, I think Miami's going to be a good team next year. It just sucks that they're in the NFC East because I could. I think that division is going to be a slugfest. I mean, the AFC in general will be a slugfest. So um, I think all these teams, because that draft 2020 draft class with Burrow, Herbert, Tua, um, you know, all these contracts are going to be coming down the line. So all of them are going to make pushes to get that Super Bowl right before they have to sign their quarterback to a giant deal. So um, it'll be interesting to see, but I think Miami will be in the mix where, 
you know, if they make a run, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think it definitely depends on if Tua could actually play. Even if they have Garoppolo, I think that defense is good enough and they have the weapons for him uh, to have a great offense. So I think it's going to be looking good for Miami, but it's going to be interesting, especially if the Jets get Rodgers, because that division is going to be a slugfest, like I said. Agreed. I am very much looking forward to see how that division plays out. I think I, I don't think it's crazy to say we'll have the new division champ. Uh, but let's travel back in time to, I believe this happened on Monday. The Saints signed their car. I'm trying to find the contract right now. So. Worth about $150 million with $100 million in guarantees. I don't understand this move for the Saints. They've been in cap hell for the last four. It feels like they're trying to live off of credit cards and paying down the bare minimum for the last three to four years since um, Drew Brees retired. But like saying Dennis Allen and Derek Carr as the coach-QB combo, that does not inspire confidence, nor does it instill fear in my opponent. I don't understand why he'd want to go here. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with this move is I don't think Andy Dalton's that much worse than Derek Carr. I, I kind of put them on the same level of quarterback because I don't think Andy Dalton's that bad of a quarterback. Like, if if well, you no. need a good bridge quarterback, I'd take Andy Dalton any day of the week. Um, we'll talk about him in a few minutes, by the way. Just yeah. that. But, yeah, I – you're going to give Derek Carr all this money when you have players like Marcus Davenport in free agency. Um, you know, I, I this team need, is lacking corners. It's lacking interior defenders that they can't re-sign. Um, I think their defense has a long, a long way to go. I mean, they have really good players, but they also have really bad players. And I don't think this move in, makes them a better team than – the Carolina Panthers or the Atlanta Falcons. So I don't think it makes too much sense. And I think with that division being so bad, why not just start a rebuild and you might even be, be able to win the division this year. So That's I just, I, it. Like, why, why not just tear it down and then try and rebuild? It feels like they're, they've got all these gross bloated contracts. Uh, then Michael Thomas next year, He's got a cap hit of almost $60 million. He's a wide receiver. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing with these contracts. It's it's so bizarre. And, and, and like, you know, Carr said that, like, oh, this, like, couldn't imagine it going any better. Like, what, to go nine and eight at best in that division? Like, congrats. You're, you went from being probably, oh, I don't know, the, 10th best team in the conference to maybe the eighth. Mm-hmm. And even then I don't, I, I don't think you're still, I don't even think they're the best team in the division. This, the, the defense played really well down the stretch last year, but defense tends to be more fluky year to year. And given that that defense isn't getting any younger, they don't have a first round pick this year. So they can't replenish it. Getting a high level uh, talent in the draft. I, it just feels like they want to stay mediocre. Like yeah. Carr could have went to, I, I I don't know what happened between him and the Jets. Uh, clearly the Panthers didn't want Carr or they lost out on him. I don't, I really don't get this move. Yeah. And to add on to it, I don't know why they didn't just enter a rebuild because they have some solid veteran players that they could trade away for, some pretty good picks, especially because they don't have good draft capital this year. I mean, you could trade Tyron Matthew, you could trade Demario Davis, Cameron Jordan, or even Ryan Ramchek on the offense side of the ball, not to mention Michael Thomas with his cap hit impending. I mean, you have players that you could, you could just tear it down and reload because the future of this division isn't looking that good. And I think it really comes down to, um, how all these teams draft and pursue this offseason. So it'll be interesting to see, but I just don't know what the Saints are doing with all these old players and contracts. I just don't think they're – I mean, even if they make the playoffs, they're first-round exits. So I, I just don't get the move. No, I'm – yeah, 
when I saw that he was going there, I was completely uninspired. I don't feel any better about the Saints than I did before. And they offered Jameis a reduced contract. Is he that much better than Jameis? Like, we both agree that he's not much better than Andy Dalton. Like, by virtue, he's not much better than Jameis. I, just weird. Just weird. Um, all right, let's go off that. Let's – all right, I'm going to – we're going to hold off on Gino. We'll talk about Daniel Jones real quick. I understand why everybody is crapping on the Giants for this deal. I don't think they really had a choice. And here's why. So you franchise tag him, and he goes off uh, th- this coming year. They have to pay him so much more money. They get him at a reasonable contract right now. He franchise Saquon. You try and get some wide receivers by come hell or high water, get some wide receivers. Continue to build the defense through draft and free agency. What other option did they really have for quarterback? They didn't have a low draft pick. What, Jimmy Garoppolo, is he that much better than Jones? I mean, I don't love Jones by any means, and we had a very long conversation in our friend group about Geno Smith versus Daniel Jones. I, the, the Giants don't have a, the fifth overall pick that they could have leaned on to try and get a quarterback. I, I don't, I didn't see the move for them to go off of Jones. And when he kind of has you held hostage, you had to give him a little bit more than I think that everyone has wanted to. I was thinking like maybe two years max, but let's be honest, they can get out after two years. It's a four year contract, but, the, it's much easier to get out after the third or fourth year. Yeah, I I like the deal for the Giants. I mean, with the quarterback market, in a player like Daniel Jones, who does have good potential with that athleticism, um, it's a good deal. And especially like you said, you get two. You could you have two prove it years for him, and you could easily get out of that contract. And also, I really like the quarterbacks late this year in the draft. So. Why not just have someone develop with Brian Dable, someone that he likes, um, while Daniel Jones is proving it, whether or not he's worth this contract. You know, it's not that bad. It's something you had to do, especially because you don't want to be that team that's kind of in limbo of, you know, not being good enough to compete for a Super Bowl, but also not being bad enough to draft in the top 10. So it was kind of a move that they had to do. And I think the, the move I don't, really like as much as the fact that they franchise tag Saquon Barkley because with his injury history I would not want to play on a franchise tag because that is the difference between making a whole lot more millions of dollars and signing a good contract with another team so if I'm Saquon Barkley I don't even know if I want to even risk playing on that contract so we'll have to see how that plays out for the Giants well yeah and even if he does have a great year he's a running back how many more years do we think he's going to be a great running back I would like to think he turns into Adrian Peterson, but that's just the optimist in me and the realist in me says maybe another two to three years. Like you said, he's been injured off and on the last three years since he had his amazing rookie season. But since then, he hasn't ever played a full season. I I think that, yeah, I think this is, I don't want to say it's the beginning of the end for Saquon, but um, it's definitely what the franchise tag tends to be. It's like the make or break for your career. If you excel under the franchise tag, that could lead into a lot of money for you. But with a running back, your time is very limited in the league. So, mm-hmm. so good luck to you, Saquon. I hope you get the money. Um, and the last thing I want to say about the Jones contract is, is it, it kind of adding on to the point that they didn't really have any other option to go um, the quarterback market for free agency is it's really not there this year, but I, I think that the giants overachieved and that's going to reflect poorly this coming year. Cause I don't think they're going to be better. I don't think, I, I think that they took the step forward too soon. I think that they're still trying to rebuild and Jones gives them a little bit of stabilization at the position while they figure out the rest of their roster and if Jones ends up being really good, then great. And if he ends up not being good, then they can move on from him after a couple of years. But I think 
towards the end of his contract, the Giants will be, as a team, closer to where they want to be um, in spite of this year being uh, kind of, I think it's going to be the aberration. I don't think it's going to be a recurring theme for the next couple of years for the Giants, um, mainly because the NFC was so weak. Um, but all right, we waited long enough. Let's talk about Gino getting his brand new three-year contract worth $105 million. Take it away. Oh, yeah, it's such a steal of a deal. I mean, he he got paid – I think he got paid less than what he could have gotten, and I think he definitely took – he took a good deal for the Seahawks, and I think he owed it to them because they're the only team that gave him an opportunity. But, I mean, his cap hit this year is only going to be $15 million. That's going to be less than Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, and Tyler Lockett. And it gives the Seahawks time to probably draft a quarterback later in this draft to develop behind Geno and ultimately build the future in Seattle. And, I mean, they just cut Shelby Harris and uh, Gabe Jackson. So they're now they have a bunch of cap space. And we'll have to see what they do in free agency. But you got that number five pick, that number 20 pick in early second. They have the draft capital to fix this defense, and I I think the Seahawks are starting to enter a Super Bowl window. Well, it, it'll definitely depend on if they hit on the draft in the free agents they sign, but uh, I, I'm i really loving the Seahawks next year, and I'm excited as a fan. You and me both. I love the deal for the Seahawks because it doesn't preclude them from getting a quarterback at five. Gino even said, you know, he'll compete with anybody. And I think he recognizes the fact that he had a great year last year, but it's the first time that he's started since I believe 20, was it 2014 or 2015 the last time that Gino started? Cause he got, he got punched in the face by a teammate and broke his jaw. And I think 2015 or 2016, it didn't play. And then he was just a backup for the Jets, Giants and the Chargers. And then the Seahawks, so I, I agree. I think that this was a much team-friendlier deal than he could have got elsewhere. Um, and I expect the Hawks to be even better this year than they were before. The rookies got a full year under their belts. They played a lot of meaningful snaps, uh, much like the Chiefs defense we talked about in the Super Bowl. I think they're only going to improve. The offensive line is looking really solid for the Hawks, and that defense is young. I will not be shocked if we're talking in August and I have them winning the division. Yeah, you hit the hammer on the head right there. Um, and I'm surprised their Super Bowl odds are so high because, I mean, I you look at all the potential on this team and I'm surprised that they're not at least in the top eight in the NFC for Super Bowl odds. So could be a potentially good bet. And if you want to hit on it before the offseason and the draft plays out, I think it's a great bet. I'm with you there. I I think they present the best value in the NFC. And then I take the Jags as the best value in the AFC. Uh, Jags, different argument because that division sucks. But uh, I think the biggest story that dropped last week the Panthers, they traded the ninth overall pick, a second-round pick this year, next year's first, and next year's second, and DJ Moore to get the number one overall pick. And now they're saying that they're open to trading back the first overall pick. Okay. Ah, this was so much. I understand it's the first overall pick. It's the most important pick in the draft. I did they need to give away DJ Moore too? Who who's who, who are they going to be throwing to? Is it Terrace Marshall? He's the wide receiver one now. Uh, yeah, it'd probably be Terrace Marshall. Who's probably he reminds me of a lot of the Giants receivers this past year. Like he's not going to be a household name that's going to put up crazy numbers, but. You know, like Isaiah Hodgins, just kind of solid. Yeah, just like a solid player. But also, I'm a big fan of LaVisca Chanel because he's a guy that could take RPO to the house on any snap. He's basically a running back playing wide receiver. But 
I, I know the Panthers gave up a lot for it, but I think people are undervaluing, especially when you have quarterbacks like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young of having that rookie quarterback for four years under that deal. And especially a team like the Panthers where they have so much young talent on that defense, their offensive lines looking really good. You know, you'll have that rookie quarterback contract for four years while in that, just allows you to have cap room to, you know, maybe sign a couple of receivers down the line or fill in a couple of holes on that defense. I think, and especially after that Christian McCaffrey trade, they gained a lot of draft capital. So it's not like they're losing too much. Um, you know, I think it's a good deal for the Panthers. And I think everyone's undervaluing having that quarterback that you want on their rookie deal. Cause that's where big Super Bowl windows are opened is right in that deal. So and for the Bears, it's also a great trade because you just have so many holes all over the place. So you just got to get as much as you can. And good for them on somehow getting DJ Moore out of that deal because I feel like looking at that, the picks were enough just to acquire the first overall pick. Well, Ray, we, we were talking about it uh, off uh, off of recording that if they were going to give up this much, it's just a wonder why they didn't just, you know, just trade the two first for Lamar Jackson, keep DJ Moore in your second uh, round picks. But – I'm with you. If you believe vehemently in a prospect and you think that this is the guy for 10 to 15 years, there isn't enough that you could give up to get that quarterback. We overrate and overhype the position all the time, but it is still, even though even doing that, it is still the most important position in football. And with Frank Reich having to deal with a, carousel of different quarterbacks for the last five years it'll be nice to see him i i hope that he was consulted on this and that they that as an organization they all wanted to go all in and get the first overall pick uh so yeah and, and i'm with you i i joke but i i do think that this will be a three year three four or five years down the line we'll be like okay yeah it, it made sense why they went for him it clearly worked out for them, but it also could blow up in their face. And then, you know, Panthers just go back to being the miserable, miserable team they've been since Cam's 2015 season. But I like the deal for the bears too. Um, I think they got about as much as they could. I mean, you get the two first round picks, you get two second round picks and you get, I would say at minimum, a top 20 wide receiver. And when you don't have probably a top 40 receiver, uh, it, it definitely makes up for the fact that the Bears traded the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool. Probably takes the sting off that a little bit. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And, I mean, once if one of these players that they draft in the top becomes a Joe Burrow, a Justin Herbert, or a Pat Mahomes, no one will blink an eye at this trade. And uh, if he becomes a Zach Wilson, it's going to haunt the Panthers the rest of their lives. So only time will tell. But, um, you know, Bears got value. And if the Panthers have their guy, like I said, no one's going to blink an eye. So only time will tell on this trade. Well, and think about it. We don't really mock the Eagles or the Rams for trading up to get Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Like, that's never talked about, that both those teams traded up to get those guys. They both ended up not being worth it. But if you're going up there to take the stab at quarterback, I think that everyone's – willing to concede that while you might be giving up a lot now, if it works out for you, you just won the lottery. Oh yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for all the big news for free agency. We've got rumor Shaq Thompson agreed to go back to the Panthers. So that's good for them. Uh, OBJ. This is, this is like a, this is like 75% Aaron Rodgers story. Uh, I'm just kind of annoyed and tired of hearing about OBJ. Uh, he was great in the playoff run. He was great in the Super Bowl before he tore his ACL. Um, like, let's just let's just get him on a team, please. Right. Between this and the Rogers story, it's just stuff that keeps dragging on and on and on. I'm I'm over it. Do you have any lean of where he could go? Because I he the Cowboys did not attend the workout that he had going on last Friday. So. Yeah, I don't know. The The problem with OBJ is that 
he's coming off not even playing for a full season off a knee injury. And I feel like because of his name, he's going to be asking for way too much money than what people will give him. So I, I just want him to get signed to a, a team and we can just stop talking about it because, you know, he, he's not a young receiver anymore. He's a well-seasoned veteran. He's – we're never going to see prime OBJ ever again. So let's just move on and stop talking about it. I'm with you there. All right. Well, that's that's all the cleanup that we can do. So I thought for the last few minutes we could go through the NFL's top 101 free agents of 2023. Not all of them. Just going to kind of go around and pick some at random and we'll talk about them. Uh, the one that I have circled for reasons is Jesse Bates. Played on the franchise tag last year for the Bengals. I pray – that he comes back, but I think that that is a that is a stone in a hurricane. I don't think he's coming back at all. To me, it it just feels like he's going to the Bears. That's 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 my lean. The Bears have so much money; they love their safeties. I I think that's where he ends up. I think Jesse Bates ends up being a New England Patriot, and oh. I think they have. Bill, you know, Bill Belichick loves safeties. I think they had at least five safeties in rotation last year. Devin McCourty just retired. They probably can't retain Jabril Peppers. I just see the Patriots just giving a lot of money to Jesse Bates and a, a deal that he can't refuse. And that's just the way Bill Belichick's defense works. So I could just see that just fitting like a glove right in New England. I hate it, but you're probably right. <laughs> Man, I'm looking at all the free agents. It's all, all the top 50 free agents are defensive players. Uh, so we got Javon Hargrave. They have ranked at number one. He's 30 years old, so I don't see him going back to the Eagles. Uh, yeah, where he'd go. I, I think he's definitely a Chicago Bear just because they have so much cap room and he fills a huge need. Um, at least for a couple of years while the Bears can develop other players. So I think a lot of people are slotting them into the Buff- or, uh, not Buffalo, the Chicago Bears. Um, I mean, I'd have to look around for another team that might want them. Maybe the Detroit Lions. I don't know if they have the cap space for that just because I think they're going into a Super Bowl window and they can use some help on interior pass rush. Um, Agreed. But, yeah, I think Javon Har- Hargrave will instantly – give any team great interior pressure. So it'll be interesting to see if he'll go to a team like the Bears or a, con- a contender late in his career. Yeah, I, I, don't I think that just go to a contender, man. Try and get at that ring. Uh, all right, here's a fun one. Uh, TikTok, boy, I, I'm sorry, I mean Boo Boo Smith-Schuster. Uh, boy got his ring. He's talking all the smack in the world on the offseason to A.J. Brown. I kind of hope he just goes away. He's probably my least favorite player in the league now. They have him ranked 19th behind Tremaine Edmonds and Jason Kelsey, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when Juju was a rookie. I I was actually a huge fan, but he somehow managed to make everyone hate him. And I don't know how he did that, but I I can't believe he's talking all that smack after the Super Bowl like – he was the one that won him the game. But where do you see Juju going? Personally, I hope he just goes away. I, I don't care <laughs> for him. But I – yeah, because, like, he had an okay season with the Chiefs. Obviously, he came in big with the Super Bowl play that he had. Um, Maybe the – the Cowboys need a wide receiver too, so they're going to be linked to almost every single free agent wide receiver. But I don't, I don't know if he's the type of wide receiver they need. They really need someone who can stretch the field. Juju seems like he's going to be a guy who's going to go to a team, going to be like their, at best, their second option because he's he's not a he's not a one. He's proven time and time again that he's just not a one. And you know, I I hope he goes to the Cardinals. That's what I hope. <laughs> football Siberia like get him out of here go to the Cardinals that's where I want him to go all right 
So I think there's two more names that I wanted to go, and then we you wanted to do. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's probably the best free agent quarterback remaining. Do you think he's a starter next year? Yeah, I do. I think he'll either go somewhere and uh, – well, I'm not, I'm not sure. He'll either get the bag somewhere or I could see him taking like a little – bit of a pay cut maybe a bridge quarterback for a team i've heard links that he might get interest from the texans just because if they draft one of those more developmental quarterbacks i mean they they just got uh got what's the d coordinator's name uh who's their new coach d'amico yeah d'amico ryan's got it totally slipped my mind but you know you go to d'amico d'amico ryan's coach team um you kind of have some chemistry with him, although he's on the defensive side of the ball. And you have the opportunity to kind of bridge into whoever they draft at number two. So um, I could see that being a possibility. Uh, but maybe Miami get back with Mike McDaniel and maybe replace two if he's not good with the concussions. But we'll see. I think he'll either be a backup or go to one of the worst teams that maybe bridge – a young quarterback for next year. So we'll, only time will tell. Yeah, I think I had the Texans and Dolphins as my top two, but I think the third one is probably the Raiders. He's got the McDaniels connection. I doubt they're going to roll into next year with just Stidham. We'll see if they draft a quarterback. I could see them using Garoppolo, much like what you said the Texans would use him for as a bridge quarterback. Just get him through this year, and then hopefully they can move on with their – new quarterback uh, next season, especially the Texans. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think for him, I would say go to the Dolphins and just be a backup because you're going to play at some point. Now, him staying healthy is in a question in and of itself, but I think that'd probably be the best landing spot for him. All right, the last one that I had, one Andrew Dalton, and I didn't realize this last year, but he was linked to a certain team. He ended up going to the Saints. Andy Dalton to the 49ers. If that happens, I will be putting real money on him to win the MVP. <laughs> I want that. I, I want him to go to the 49ers so bad because I think that he would be he his outside of the one outside of his best year in twenty fifteen. He's been able to stay relatively healthy, which is what the Niners need. They just need someone who can throw the ball. I think that – I mean, I know at this point they need to go with Trey Lance, but getting him as a backup if Trey Lance ends up sucking or is not ready to go, I want Andy Dalton on the 49ers or on a contender in general. I would love for him to reunite in Cincinnati and back up Burrow, but that would – involve Dalton not playing and Burrow getting injured if I wanted to see Dalton play. So that might be just be bad vibes. But, yeah, that's my long shot, sneaky hope for free agency. Yeah, I think Andy Dalton at this point of his career either take a deal as a backup on a team that you think could win a Super Bowl, get a ring at the end of your career, or maybe go to one of these – NFC South teams that are picking a little later that might not hit on a quarterback like Atlanta or maybe even Tampa Bay. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I think he'll be in probably be in the same situation as Garoppolo where he'll be a bridge quarterback for maybe a Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or one of the quarterbacks later down in the draft to, you know, mentor him and just bridge him on to – become the starter in the future so but i wish well for andy because i think he's still got some juice in the tank and he's a good quarterback do you know how insufferable i would be if he won a super bowl ring even as a backup quarterback <laughs> i would never let anyone ever forget that again oh, and andy dalton super bowl champion over the likes of justin herbert lamar jackson he got his ring before all of them I joke, but that I, I saw that he was linked to them last year, and I don't know how I missed that. I usually have my Andy Dalton notifications on at all times, 
but I, I really do hope that he goes to a contender because I think that he's still got some left in him. And if he goes to the Niners, all he needs to do is facilitate. Just be a healthy Garoppolo and they can win the Super Bowl. Uh, did you have anyone in the free agent class that piqued your interest or you have an idea of where you think they'd go? Because I didn't want to do a full-blown prediction show because we're either going to be right, you know, which is cool, or we're just going to be wrong and we'll be talking about how wrong we were next week. I didn't really see a point in doing that. But did you have anyone that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think Levante David's going to be an interesting player to see where he goes because if you sign him, I mean, he's going to be old and expensive, but you're getting one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. So, you know, I look at a team like my Seahawks or the Detroit Lions, one of these teams that struggles at covering at the linebacker position, I could see him coming in and making an immediate impact there. So I I thought he'd be a good player to bring up because – um, I know it's more defensive players, but I mean, this free agency is just going to be a lot of star-studded old defensive players. Well, you all in in the last couple of years, namely the Rams and the Bucks, and now they've got bloated contracts. Dudes going all in on like one to two-year deals. Defenses are going to be picked apart. I mean, I believe like three, four to five of the top thirty in this article are Bucks players because you've got Jamel Dean. Carlton Davis, Levante David, uh, amongst others, uh, that defense is going to be unrecognizable just come next year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked a little bit into the NFC South, and Tampa Bay's defense is going to be so bad, and especially because another free agent that's right there with Levante David, Jamel Dean, who's probably going to be the top cornerback prospect in this free agency class, is probably going to be moving so this Tampa Bay defense in two years went from probably the best in the league to the one of the worst. So it's crazy how quick that turned around. The thing they have going for them right now is that they are currently interested in Baker Mayfield. So that's where they are. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Tampa Bay. I don't think their offense will drop off too much because, I mean, you'll. it depends what they do with Mike Evans, but you'll have Chris Godwin – uh, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, you'll still have Tristan Wirfs in a pretty good offensive line. And Rash- Rashid White had a pretty good season last year, so we'll have to see how he picks up on that. So even if they have Baker Mayfield, their offense isn't as bad as people say it's going to be, but this defense is just going to be horrendous, especially with the losses of Levante David and Jamel Dean. So it it's going to be an ugly year for Tampa Bay, I think. I'm thinking our pick of the Panthers is looking better than ever. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. What this article has Teddy Bridgewater ranked 30 spots above Andy Dalton. This thing's ridiculous. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, uh, that, okay, so I just thought of something that we could go out on. Do you have any wild, crazy prediction for, like, trades this year? Because last year was ridiculous. We had three – top what top seven receivers move on AJ Brown Tyreek Devontae obviously you had the Russ trade um Rams trading for Allen Robinson did not work out um I, I I don't think it's much secret that DeAndre Hawkins will probably be traded this year um but did you have any like long shot trades that could possibly happen because I I don't really see one this year. I think this might be a bit understated for free agency after the insanity that was last year. Yeah, I I think I kind of talked about it slightly earlier, but I could see just out of the blue Saquon Barkley getting traded to like the Buffalo Bills. I think that could be a sneaky one because I could see Saquon being mad that he got franchise tagged with his injury history. I just see the relationship not really working there, and I could just see how the blue Saquon Barkley traded to whatever this contender is. And could you imagine a backfield with Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley? That would be. They finally have a running back. Yeah, that that would be scary. I don't know if they have capital to trade for Saquon, but I think that could be Saquon getting traded. It could be a little surprising, sneaky trade. 
Well, I think either way, we both agree that the Bills need a running back, which I actually just remembered that Derrick Henry might be on the outs too, which will be, I think the Titans waving the white flag for the next year that they will not be contending for much because Henry has been that offense and they have no receivers. So if he goes, if he goes and gets traded somewhere, I, I, I feel like maybe the Lions would take him. Um, but like, cause like everyone's like, Oh, what if he goes to the chiefs? Well, the chiefs, the chiefs don't really need a running back like Derrick Henry. He, he's not a great receiver. Um, he's just, he's got this head of steam that he builds down. Like he, he'd be great for the Colts if they didn't have Jonathan Taylor, you know, mm. uh, I, I don't, I don't know where he would get traded to that. I would be very excited to like get him in fantasy, for example. Ooh, maybe a Carolina Panthers trade. I'm not sure how that would work because they just gave up all that capital to get the first overall pick. Because I think Derrick Henry with either Bryson or CJ Stroud with that offensive line would be pretty nice. I mean, they won't have many receivers to throw to, but when you have those t- that nucleus of an offense, I think that could be definitely scary. Well, like I said, free agency starts unofficially tomorrow. That's when the legal tampering period starts, which that doesn't really make any sense. I don't know if you can legally tamper with anything. So it's just tampering. But free agency starts officially, meaning contracts can be signed on Wednesday. So we will be back next week talking about everything that's occurred. Maybe Rodgers got traded. Maybe Lamar God, I'm excited. I love free agency almost as much as I love the actual football season. And then we got the draft. Football is officially back on Wednesday. The season starts. Well, the league year starts. Yeah, I find it funny because for football, I feel like the summers are longer just because the off season and the draft are just so exciting. So I'm excited for Wednesday. And I'm sure once we hang up on this podcast, the blockbuster trade would just have – happen oh you know it but all right with that said we'll talk to you guys all next week